Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your kids, and your partner. We'll give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you. I'm Terrilyn Griffin. I'm Caitlin Gabriel. And I'm Felicia Allen. Let's find the magic together. Is a classroom the best way to teach your children how to be curious, creative, and entrepreneurial? Of course not. Real learning comes from doing. Welcome to the Children's Business Fair, a one-day event where young people can launch and showcase a business. You'll be amazed by what children can accomplish, and it's a great way to bring your neighborhood to life. Launching a Children's Business Fair is easier than you think and free. We'll even throw in $500 of prize money. Find out more at podcast.childrensbusinessfair.org. All right, everyone, I'm going to start us off with a high five today, and that is just simply to kids and especially babies in summer clothes. It's my favorite, the little shorts, and now with Wes, it's fun, like the little tank tops and dresses and the little chubby tan wrists. Mm-hmm. I can't take it. It's You're the cutest so thing cute. ever. The wrist tan lines, I think, are the best things in the entire world. They it's really so are. Cute. No, actually, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Tied with the baby leg rolls in oh, the summer little oh, rompers. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they are tied. They are tied. They're so, so delicious. Her yeah. little legs. That's oh so cute. So, high five to that. Okay, my high five is goes to trip planning. So, I've been listening to the book Essentialism. <gasps> Yeah, I know. So this is my first time going through it and I am really liking it. It's really good. But one of the things that he mentioned and because we have a trip coming up, we're all, all three of us, our, our family's going on a trip to Lake Powell in just a few days, really. I actually really enjoy planning. I like planning in general. So, and I love having something to look forward to. So planning for a trip is the double whammy. Yeah. I'm like, this is awesome. I'm like really looking forward to it. And I think our listeners have heard us talk about mine and Terrilyn's mom. Felicia's like, and Park, you know, Felicia's mother in law. So she's the very, very opposite of a procrastinator. So when she packs for a trip, she packs weeks, weeks in, in advance. advance. And Seriously. she'll she'll always ask us, like, so have you packed yet? And it's like two weeks before a trip. It's like, no, I haven't because I still am using stuff. I don't I know. know. Like, I'm like, I can't pack. So it's funny because she, and she like, she literally does have her suitcase in her closet for a few weeks leading up to the trip and she just like kind of constantly so that's like big props to her I think there's a lot of really great things about it I have a hard time doing that because I do feel like I'm using stuff and it's like hard for me to balance that so tying this back in essentialism he actually talks about the principle of giving yourself a buffer for a lot of different things but he gives the example of when you're planning for a trip sometimes it can be really stressful if all of a sudden like right up at the end like the last day or even the day of a trip you're packing 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 and then you usually end up forgetting stuff and it becomes really stressful and sometimes you lose sleep and then your drive to the trip is terrible so he's like if you give yourself a buffer which is like this cushion time you're allowing yourself more time to actually get things done it's going to make things less stressful so that was like the idea behind it so last week I was like okay so I literally did like this extensive planning for myself of like everything that I need to do so like all the food I needed to make all the things I needed to pack for both me and now packing for kids because now that's part of my life. You mm-hmm. guys, and then multiply for you guys by four, but I just mm-hmm. have the one. And it's a lot, like with you, like when you count bed stuff and then swim stuff and then all the stuff. So I went through and I like wrote it all down 
And then I, this might sound like a lot, but I like color coordinated for like the three days leading up to it. Cause I was like, okay, Friday, I'm going to make these foods and I'm going to shop for these things. And then Saturday, I'm going to make these foods and pack for these things. And then on Sunday, this is the day that we're leaving. I like highlighted because there's certain things that you can't pack until the day you that can't. you leave. Yep. But that's stressful because then oh, I feel geez. like it weighs on my mind because I'm like, oh crap, I can't forget. I like, I can't forget the toothbrush and I can't forget this and I can't forget this. So I listed it all out and it took off so much mental stress because totally. I, I realized that my mind really is thinking about it for like a, a week or two leading up to a trip. I'm thinking about, mm. I don't want to forget this and I don't want to do this. And so I did that. And then I actually did. I started a suitcase and I packed all the things that I'm you not could. using. Yeah. Like yeah. I was like, I can do this. Like with babies, like I, I packed a thing of diapers for him and I packed some wipes. Anyway, and I'm feeling really good about it. So I guess I'll have to re, you we'll know, circle back. Yeah. Circle yeah. back and reevaluate. But so far I'm feeling really good and I'm excited for this trip because I feel like hopefully I won't feel by the time I leave, my goal is to just feel like I didn't forget anything Lots, and yeah. I know I didn't because because then the thing is even now as I'm remembering things I can write it down on my list so I know mm. like I'm not forgetting it anyway it's been very like liberating for my mind and I'm excited for this trip and I'm feeling more prepared and that I I'm hoping that I won't forget things and that I won't feel very stressed mm, leading yes. into it so that's my high five I'm impressed mom would be very proud yeah I know she mother would. I hope you hear Kim talking because <laughs> I can't give you that satisfaction. <laughs> For those of you with, with multiple kids or just like packing with the family, I have two hacks to add on to that. One, Parker and I always do a shared note before a trip so that like yeah. we're making sure the other person is like, you know, mm. getting the things. That's smart. And then also I always pack, I actually pack usually all our clothes the laundry day mm. leading up to a trip. So even if that's oh, like five yeah. days before, that's smart. because then you're not like, oh shoot, I need to like do a load. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, you, these are the only clothes you have after I'm done packing, you know? Yeah. Brilliant. So yeah. Multiple kid hat. Cause okay. that's been that's the nice thing with, that's been the nice thing with at least packing for Emmett is that I, I have packed most of his things. Cause it's yeah. like, he doesn't need a lot. All like, you know, he doesn't need yeah. a lot of stuff. So that's been, I like that. And I did do it actually right after laundry now that I think about it. So yeah. Mm. I like that after laundry. Me and Jeff do the shared note thing for some things. I do like that. That's really nice. Um, we have a little text thread as girls. You know, we've been planning the food. And by we, I mean everybody else said what they're bringing for their meals. And I was like, I haven't even thought about what we're bringing. <laughs> I'll get there when I get there. Like, this is like a week and a half ago. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. <laughs> but you guys are bringing delicious food, so I'm really excited. I will not make one of those things. I will make something different. <laughs> so, well done. I have a youth I have a youth activity for church leading up to before we leave on this trip. So I'm actually looking, wondering. I'm, I think I'm going to have to be ahead of things. Because if I don't pack, like, today or tomorrow not gonna happen it's so. over <laughs> yeah okay so that's inspiring me i'm gonna have to go home i i won't probably promise to color coordinate my stuff but <laughs> i you have inspired me i'm gonna go home make my list and pack today <laughs> i like it okay. and then make food tomorrow okay good 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 mine is a high five to failure and it goes to my daughter lydia for being brave I, we talk a lot in our family about it's okay to try things and not get things. We do it actually at our dinner table every night. We do a high five and face palm just like we do here. And when it's something that somebody tried 
and it didn't work, we'll, we'll applaud it, whatever. Like, if it's they accomplish something great, we have them stand up and, like, receive applause. And sometimes when it's like they really tried for something and it didn't work, we also have them stand up and we applaud them. So when I say this, we're not applauding every single night. It's just when we feel it, it's like, yeah, that's, you know, that's worth a clap. Let's everybody give them a clap. Because I really do want my kids to know it's, it's okay to try and fail. It's totally good. And uh, my oldest daughter, these last two weeks, has ran for student government and she didn't make it. And then she also tried out for a dance company and also did not make that. And that takes a lot of courage. Yeah. And we've had some really great, great conversations about what it means to try and why it's always worth trying for things. Always. That's how you do succeed is by trying and not making it, right? Mm -hmm. And not stopping. Like that's... Yeah. Anyway, so it's been really... I feel like it's been so cool. And it's so cool to watch her resilience and her courage and how she takes it and how she... I, I don't know. I've been like that so, cool. so, so impressed with her. So... My high five goes to her and also just high five in general to the concept of that's what we're here doing. We're just trying and sometimes we get the things and sometimes we don't, but it's the trying that matters and we have to be okay with that because I mean, just like in, just like in sports, it's whoever shoots the most, like shooting the baskets is awesome. If you only shot baskets that you made, you wouldn't yep. be a good player, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So high five to failure. So. And as a mom, whew. It's hard when I know. you don't do it. I was just thinking that I feel like as a parent that would that would be really hard yeah. to watch and, and experience yeah. that with them. But I, I hear you. It's like such a growing experience for both of you yeah. probably. Well, because you just want them to have what they want, right? Yeah. As right. a parent. Totally. But but honestly, it's been just as valuable walking her through not getting what she wants to. So yeah. And setting goals for, is this something that's important to you? Because mm -hmm. if so, this is what we do for next year. But if it's not important to you, great. You know, that's great too. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's really cool. Okay, well today we are talking about summer. You know if you've listened to us for, I mean, for very long, that all three of us have very different opinions towards summer. So you're going to get a little taste of all of our approaches and hopefully you'll be able to resonate with one of wherever we are on the spectrum of summer approach. You know, the end of May now when you guys will be listening to this. And so we're hoping that as you approach summer, no matter what your situation is, so we have listeners who are stay-at-home moms, whose kids are in school and now will be home full-time, and that's a big transition. We have a lot of mothers who already have, maybe their kids are not in school yet, so your days aren't going to change a ton except that the weather has changed, mm -hmm. right? But you're still going to have kids at home. Uh, we have working mothers and fathers, as I'm saying this, parents, I should just say parents because we have a lot of dads as listeners as well, but we have ones who are working outside of the home, so they're going to have to be balancing okay, wait, now if my kids are home, how is that going to look? So we know that there's parents in a lot of different scenarios going into summer, and there's a lot of probably mixed emotions about summer. Some people for summer are like my entire family, which are party animals, <laughs> right? I mean, like, people talk about summer bucket list, guys. I don't even make a bucket list because everybody around me makes these incredible bucket lists that I can't even keep up with their bucket list. <laughs> and, you know, I get them, you know, we're going together. So my... Bucket list goals are exceeded every year. I mean, they come up with ideas, and I'm like, oh, that's a brilliant idea. Great. Maybe we can make it. Um, whereas, or my approach to summer, which has shifted over the years, I feel like I used to be more of a party animal with summers. But I don't know. For me, with, with my four kids, I know. Yeah, it shifted a little. I think my nature already was a little bit slower. I'm, I'm just a slower person by nature, so I prefer... I love fun, and I, I have a really hard time saying no to fun. My husband knows this. 
and I, I love I love saying yes to fun for sure but my nature is a little bit slower so I, I have a low tolerance for being over booked so for me in the summer I almost like find myself taking a deep breath like okay summer's coming that means swim season is starting and good <laughs> <In> my loins <laughs> yeah like, like take a deep breath <laughs> but I love it I mean I love it so much but I feel myself being like, okay, but how can I keep the white space? Like, how can I maintain slow and white space, but still have fun? And still for me also, for me, summer is this amazing time to like read a bunch of books. And I want my kids to have that feeling of exploring the mountains and creating forts and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, for my kids, at least I found, and because I've homeschooled them before, so I didn't. I could teach them really anything I wanted during the school year. But this last year, you know, I had three kids in public school, which is the first time I've ever had that. There was a lot of things that I would have been doing while they were in homeschool that I wasn't doing because it'd be overbooking them. So I'm looking at summer as this space of like, okay, so, you know, they want to do some horseback riding lessons and there's a few different sports that they want to play. That's great during the summer because it'd be too much in the mm-hmm. school year. So as I'm setting them up for these cool things that they're going to be learning, like we're going to do some sewing lessons and they're they continue their music lessons through the summer. I'm kind of trying to approach it of how can we enjoy the summertime and use it as a place of learning, but without just over scheduling it. And then the summer's gone and we have no free space, which to me is when I look back at my childhood summers, I did take different lessons than my mom. You know, like I, I read a lot in the summer, but I love, I mean, my favorite feeling of summer as a kid is that feeling of freedom. Just that, yeah. that feeling of climbing in the trees in my backyard <clears throat> for like hours and hours at a time. And like I'd sing songs and make up worlds and stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes by myself, sometimes with friends. Night games, like those things that I let it. Like my, my parents right. weren't like, okay, now you're going to go play night games and you're going to play No Bears Are Out tonight for right. 10 minutes. You know, that is not how it was. It was like I had this beautiful feeling of freedom. So I'm kind of wrestling right now with how can I allow my kids to learn the things they want to learn but I really want to keep that feeling of freedom for them so our idea here is we want to have a conversation here about how to design your summer but not to design it to be like somebody else's Mm -hmm. so that's the whole point of this entire podcast we're imagining we get a lot of questions that are questions we talk about as we sit at parks while our kids play so this is just like a conversation at the park talking with your friends how does it look like to you to Embrace the feelings that come along with summer, whatever those are for you, and also to design your summer in a way that works for you and honors your kids at the same time. Because that's going to look different for all of us. Totally. And there is no like one magic answer, mm-hmm. but I'm hoping that as we as we talk, you'll be able to see, be intentional. Really, that's what it is all about. We just want to be intentional about this beautiful time that's summer. I mean, it's warm outside and the sun's out and there's a lot of opportunities for outdoor play that... It's just more difficult in the winter because I am a huge fan of outdoor play in the winter, but it's just... But it's not fun. It takes a lot more planning, <laughs> especially with little tiny kids that are always losing it's their gloves horrible. and stuff, you know, yeah. or won't put on gloves. Either. Right, right. So how, how, to, how to at least be intentional, and I just want to emphasize that it's going to be different for everybody. So as you hear us, I don't want you to hear like, what, bucket list? I got to have 10 things on my bucket list, summer bucket list? I don't want that. Right. If you don't want anything on your bucket list, and the whole summer is just enjoying and letting your kids be free, that's wonderful too. Yeah, wherever you are on the spectrum is great. But let's just be intentional about it because summers are one of those things that I think if we're not intentional, then the summer just zooms by and we're like, oh, what happened? Totally. I had this like nostalgic feeling the other day of 
my summers as a kid and it was exactly that there were no plans like it was just completely free and I thought to myself I hope my kids experience that because the world is different and it's not that long ago right obviously but it's like the world is there is a lot more pressure to achieve and you know as your kids get older there's screens and phones and all those kind of things so that's something that I'm feeling big time this summer I want them to have that like wandering around riding on the bike like no plans and my kids are little so that's how our summers really always are but as they grow up they start to want to do different yeah. things that's how our summers when my kids were way little we never had any of that kind of stuff totally in it's just now that they're bigger and they want to learn different things yeah it's tricky honestly this is actually this this is actually the summer i felt it the most mm-hmm. my oldest is 12 but five years ago i mean that didn't even cross my mind besides yeah. some swimming lessons right for a week in the entire <laughs> summer which is what like a few hours total right that was the only thing we even had on totally. our things so yeah, as they get bigger, it's an interesting balance. Yeah, I liked what you said. I think when I was thinking about this topic, I do like the idea of designing your summer because it is going to be different, number one, for your own personality and your own energy type, and number two, as your family dynamic changes, because I am thinking about mine right now, you know, my almost two-year-old, he doesn't have a ton of lessons. I don't really, like, I'm I'm definitely not on the side of, I think there is a lot of benefit to being intentional about what you want your summer to look like and designing it to be that way because you're right otherwise number one if I think sometimes we almost feel this push to provide our kids with this opportunity and when they're not in school they don't have this the structured time that they normally did and I think we all have friends who have voiced this concern of like okay well they're going to be home all day and what are they going to do and what if they're bored and almost this responsibility as a parent to almost facilitate that unstructured that part that time that was structured to now somehow like bring some excitement to it right and I think that it's your responsibility to entertain entertain them do all the things and maybe provide them with these opportunities that all these great things which I think in itself isn't inherently bad so like if for you if creating you know like having a craft time once a week or something if that's really fun for you and that's a fun idea like oh I want to do this with my kids, great. Make that be part of your summer design. But if it's like, oh my gosh, this is another thing and I feel like I need to do this because on Instagram I saw so-and-so doing this and it did look really fun and cool. And so mm-hmm. therefore, if I don't do that with my kids, they're probably missing out. And and I think sometimes it's like, okay, well now I, I have all these this time with my kids at home, so I wanna like make the most out of it. But I think the cool thing is, is number one to recognize that that blank space that you both were talking about is so vital for kids and they don't get it as much during the school year. And so I think really emphasizing that for their time during the summer because they are gonna have more time and realizing that boredom actually is really, we've talked about it in previous Mm -hmm. episodes, but boredom is so beneficial for kids. Mm -hmm. And so it's good for their imaginations. We, it's not our job to come up with something for them. It's Mm -hmm. really good for them. So I think recognizing that, that boredom can be a really good thing. For me, where I'm at in my stage of life, I really do love, and again, I'm a planner, I already mentioned that. I really love, and we did this growing up, like our mom, mine and Terrilyn's mom, she's kind of the same way. And so like, I remember at the beginning of summers, we would like come up with a summer reading list that we wanted, like maybe books that we wanted to read. 
and we would do kind of a bucket list like what are some things that would be really fun to do and my mom still does this and I really love that like I like thinking of those things going to summer and it's really exciting for me to be like okay these are a few things that I would really love to do these are maybe some books that I would love like that's exciting and I feel like it's really fueling for me mm-hmm. but for someone else and and it sounds like Terrilyn for your stage of life where you're at it's like that is too much and it, it makes me feel burnt out and maybe a little bit like mm-hmm. too much so I think the cool thing is is that it's like whatever feels feels right for you your personality and your stage of life I think it's good to like remember that that it's like there's benefits to having that unstructured sometimes bored time and I think there's a lot of benefits to maybe being intentional and designing some plans and goals for your summer with your kids so that it doesn't just fly by and it's like oh but we wanted to do that hike and we never did you know so I think there's a good balance to find but recognizing that I think it's important to have both. Yeah. I think it's important to have the white space, and I think it's important to have, I don't know, some yeah. plans and goals. And I like that you brought up that it's different for everybody in that I guess when I'm talking about bucket lists, for me, I just, like, say with my extended family, they make great bucket lists, and then I join them on some of them. And for me, the hardest part is just saying no to some of them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I do have a hard time saying no to them. But I do love to talk with my kids because you know you're not gonna all, all of you are not the same energy type so I do love asking my kids what is it that you want to do this summer because they do have different things you know what that they want to do and those that kind of bucket list I am all about where it's like okay you want to go on this hike excellent and for me my thing for my kids it's so so silly but like my my main emphasis I go back to essentials in the summer so in the morning we do our essentials you know we have our chores and as I say this, this might for some people be like, that sounds terrible. I, I don't like it. So don't do this if you don't like it. Mm-hmm. But for me, it helps me feel like the summer, I don't know, it just feels good to me. So we, you know, we get up, the kids do their chores, they practice their instruments. And then I'm a weirdo about writing cursive, and they're not really teaching them that right now. So I have the Good and the Beautiful curriculum handwriting where they like get a write, and it's beautiful. They're not just writing like Sally through the ball, they're writing like, beautiful inspirational quotes and stuff so they just do a page of handwriting and they do just a little I mean it takes like three minutes just like a little math thing that they just fill out a couple just one page also and then they're free and they get a but then they can read anytime and they also read at night before they go to bed but like how I framed it with my kids is in the morning you do these things like we take care of we take care of our house so that feels good we take care of our minds by doing our cursive and our little baby bit of math and then you are just totally free to fill in with reading, with playing, with the things here or there that we have. But for me, that feels really good to come back to like, what are my essentials? Mm-hmm. And like we talked before, essentials should not be long. Like this isn't taking in hours. The essentials themselves, for me, the essentials with my kids is reading with them, going outside. I mean, it's so, so, so simple. But for me, the key to all of that, as I'm talking about it, the key to all of it is, I mean, we've talked about this so many times, but it screens. For me, summer, like I'm a super, super strict about, they get a little bit of screen time on Friday mornings, but that's it. Because if they have screens other times throughout the day, they're just gonna just do that. All totally. kids will, right? And it zaps all of the hunger for anything else. It zaps hunger for going outside and building forts. It zaps the hunger for playing with friends. Mm-hmm. So to me, you got to let the boredom be there to feel the hunger to do the other things. And the only way to do that is by turning off the TV or the tablets, right? So for me, I mean, my kids don't love it, but 
that's that's our summer rule. It's the same as the school year rule, but in the school year it's a lot easier because they're at school all day. Yeah. But in the summer, it's like you actually do now have several hours during the day. You don't have the screen though, so you're gonna have to feel the hunger. What is it pulling you towards? And kids come up with stuff. So the reason why I'm saying this is I guess I can hear, like I can hear so many friends in my mind being like, oh no, my kids are coming home. They're going to be making messes. It's overwhelming to think I'm going to have them all day. And yeah, I'm in charge of either putting them in front of a screen or entertaining them. And what I'm suggesting is that you can release yourself from both of those two things. Like you can say, no, you can be bored. Great. You're bored. Your kids say they're bored. You're like, awesome. Fabulous. Great. Like embrace it. it. Yeah. Lean into it. I mean, I tell my kids, I'm like, I didn't believe in boredom. Like, feel it and then move what's past boredom. Like, what's right. the next step past boredom? Well, you boredom? have to go through the boredom to get if, anywhere else. Yeah. yeah. But if you feel like you have to entertain them, that's going to be exhausting for you, too. I mean, literally. Like, I can I can hear, like, so many of my friends being like, oh, it's overwhelming, though. And they're just there and they, they want stuff from you all the time. And that's actually, I think, the beauty of this is you can release your kids to be like, I'm not in charge of your entertainment. And neither is a screen. You are. And you have the entire world inside of your brain you have books and you have and if they're making tons of messes inside mm-hmm. then you can be like you can go outside right mm-hmm. if and i know some people don't have that luxury of going maybe you know though even in apartments like there's mm-hmm. there's parks there's mm-hmm. i mean even oh my goodness i just went me and my four-year-old went we brought our lunch we went to eat it outside we were just driving and i was like where do you want to eat he's like buy a big tree so we literally pulled over at some random church and ate underneath this big tree. Guys, he probably spent 20 minutes, I'm not kidding you, after we got done eating at the dirt underneath the tree, like watching where the ants were going with mm-hmm. a stick. Like he had mm-hmm. a stick in his hand. And he's just like talking to himself. And that's the cool thing about boredom is even if you don't have a, a large outdoor space, if there's any outdoor space that you feel safe they can go in, then you can release them. You know totally. I mean? If you have a backyard, if you have the luxury of a backyard... You can say, okay, no more messes in the house. Go play outside. Play outside. And yeah. they can be like, oh, but it's so boring out there. And you're like, great. Go past the boredom. Fill it. And then just move right. past it. Right. And I guarantee they will come up with something. So I'm just saying, let yourself off the hook of we do not need to be there planning every second entertainment, nor do we have to give them a screen to do that. Kids are wired to fill that space themselves. Like that's what... That's what they do. That's what their incredible brains do. And we're doing them a service and making summer way less stressful for ourselves. Yeah. Same thing. Hey, just a little break to bring you our newest sponsor on Vive. And you know, we only bring you sponsors that we know, trust, and use. On Vive is an online health and wellness company that specializes in making healthy living easier. They have a variety of products from health and dietary supplements to bath and beauty products. I personally use their apple cider vinegar, which helps with digestion and promotion of healthy gut bacteria. And what is more, OnVive is giving away a Mercedes-Benz SUV plus $10,000 cash right now. This SUV fits three car seats. So it's a luxury SUV made into a daily driver to get you and your family to appointments, soccer games, piano recitals, all the things in style. So right now, with every dollar you spend on OnVive's website, you get three entries towards winning the Mercedes plus the cash. So for example, if you buy one bottle 
bottle of the apple cider vinegar, which I use, you'll get 90 entries towards winning the car. Their giveaway ends June 1st, so time is running low. Make sure you follow them on Instagram at OnVibeLife and head over to their website, OnVibe.com, to get entered to win today. Don't forget, when you purchase your product to use code MAGIC15 for 15% off your order. Head over to our show notes for all the details and a quick link to get there. What's up, you guys? Roger Jessup here with the Utah House Doctors. So you just bought your nice new house, and what happens when something goes wrong or something breaks? We have you covered. We have vetted several contractors, whether it be from a break in your sprinkler lines or your kid punched a hole in the wall and you just need a handyman. You have access to these people by following our page, and these are people that we know and trust. So I have a question for both of you who have kids that are at the age where they can even say they're bored because I do not have that yet. Because I can hear people saying, well, what do you do when they do come to you? Like, do you just say, that's okay to be bored? Like, what do you say to your kids? Do you even give them ideas? Or is it literally just like, that's okay to be bored? What are some things you could do? I don't know. What are, literally, what do you say to your children if they ever say, um, I so, don't know what to do? Okay, I'll answer your question first. And then I think this is part of it. My kids have actually never said that because we don't use the B word in our house. <laughs> That's what I call it. But as they get older, they're going to learn it, right? Because Cohen's mm-hmm. only, and he's oldest and he hasn't really been at school. So like he'll go to school and he'll learn mm-hmm. bored. So I'm not sure, but they get bored. You know, they get like, mm-hmm. and you can tell it's like that angsty. They start to fight a little bit. They, you know, are kind of like coming back to where you are a lot. And it's like. As a parent, yeah. slightly irritating. Yeah. yeah. We like, we all know that. And so it's like easy to, in your mind, be like, oh, I either need to entertain them or, you know, your mind kind of goes to that. Like, what can I have them do? And I don't think there's anything wrong if you have a direction to turn them. Usually I turn them towards something that I want, I need them to do, mm-hmm. some of their chores or something they can help me do. And that's to them less enjoyable than being bored so they're like kind of like grungingly you know do it and then go off and play like they they realize that there's something more fun than what they're going to come to me for (laughs) wait so you're saying they do the chore you give them or just by giving them the chore then they go play nicely like what are you saying well i make them do the chore (laughs) but then usually they don't come back to me for entertainment (laughs) so i don't know if that's like a kosher mom hack but so that works really well obviously for the older mostly for going you say oh yeah can you finish yeah there's a lot you can do sweeping wiping things down (laughs) i mean it's never ending as a mom so yeah you've got a list you can jump on the treadmill just giving them those just giving them those words though actually I, i could totally see my kids i mean there's nothing I mean, my kids get way into Legos when I say clean your room. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, exactly. Like a, yeah. Whoa. This, yeah. This has also gotten very interesting. Right. You know? Like your Legos are a big mess upstairs. You could put them all away and then I'll see in three hours after they get yeah, stuck in the Legos. Yeah, they play in for a while and then yeah. clean them up. Okay, yeah. that's, wow. Little I hack. I don't know how I never thought of that. But, <laughs> but both of you were saying what it comes back to is like there is going to be that little bit of a really uncomfortable time when your kids have been at school all day they're they're being directed what to do they're, they're probably on screens some of it 
they're with friends. It's like all this, yeah, very structured and stimulating. And then they come home and it's like, what? Like I have nothing to do and they're home with you and you're not used to having them home. And so I think that's going to be like, I don't know how long, but a time of friction yeah. where it's uncomfortable. As we, guys, think about it with ourselves, we have the same friction with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Anytime we're going, 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 and then we stop, there's a moment, usually lasts for me a few minutes, of uncomfortableness, and mm-hmm. I call it reaching. Like, I'm reaching. I want to reach for my phone. What, what do I need? I wanna, what do I need? Yeah. It's like a, okay, hold on, wait, is, is this going to be just white space? Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, it's kind of... It's, it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So we experience it as adults, and oftentimes we do feel that uncomfortableness with a screen, which we are depriving our own selves of our solitude when we do that. So what our kids are going to be feeling when they come out of school and go into summer, that's something that we all feel too. So it's okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? It's mm-hmm. okay. Just lean into it. And as for what I do with my kids, so yeah, they never, they actually never anymore tell me ever that they're bored because they know they get no... <laughs> feedback. I mean, the only thing I think I've ever said in my life was, because I made them, I made them memorize John Kabat-Zinn's quote of, when you pay attention to boredom, it becomes unbelievably interesting. So they'll literally be like, I'm bored. And I'll be like, oh, what what is it that we say about boredom? boredom? Oh yeah, it becomes unbelievably interesting. Like, okay, move past it. Like, I don't even spend time on what that even means to be bored, right? right. Like, what does that even mean? I actually, frankly, I'm at a point in my life, I don't think I've actually felt bored for decades now. Mm-hmm. I was just talking with one of my neighbors and he was like, I don't even know what it's like to be bored. How how is that? Cuz he's Which like is there's, speaking there's to just maybe so many but how fast we are. But for him, it wasn't like a busyness thing. He's like I, there's just so many things to learn, like why would I be bored when I have all these things to learn? Like guys, he's an engineer. He went to medical school and he's went to law school. So I mean like well, he's just like one of those like just can't get enough of life, right? Yeah. And I was like, "Yes. That's how I feel. Like how I enjoy the feeling of solitude. So if I'm going to feel bored and I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to read a book. Like this is thrilling for me. Right. 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 So, I mean, I look at it a little differently than I maybe used to as a kid. But for my You're kids, not saying over busying. You're saying embracing the solitude and not calling it boredom. Like life, like being the pretend thing of if bored means <clears throat> you don't know what to do next. I see that as what? an opportunity. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. You don't know what to do next. There's like a million things that I want to do, right? Mm-hmm. Learn. So for my kids, okay, so going back to Kaylin, when my kids, so this actually happens mostly with my kids' friends because, again, my kids don't really, they don't really get much from me. But my kids' mm-hmm. friends, when they're over, they will come up to me and be like, I'm bored. And I'll say, really? That is awesome. Okay, so, and, and my kids are like rolling their eyes in the background. But, <laughs> so I say, and I still probably say this to my younger ones every once in a while. I'll say, awesome, you have your entire world inside your mind, that's a place you can always go. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to go there, you have, and I'll just list stuff off of them, books, Legos, outside, tramp, look at bugs, grab your magnifying glass. And then, I don't even stick around, guys. I don't like sit there and like help them decide. I just go back to what I was doing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and let them go off. Because they know coming to me, I might give them ideas, but I'm not going to be like, okay, you want to do Legos? Let me go get them for you. And let me tell you what to make with them. I'm mm. not even going to engage because I want them. I want them to learn to fill that space themselves because I think that's really valuable. I want them to feel the feeling of uncomfortableness and then learn to fill it themselves. 
And I think it's glorious because this is going back to, I mean, one of the most common questions we get is how to foster independent play because it's, we know it's good for our kids' minds. I mean, research has proven that over and over and over. That ability to go inside your own mind is incredible. So, I mean, even just the other day I had somebody ask, like, how did you, how do you teach your, because Liam was just like building, he just like, like got stuff together and he was just building them. She was like, how do you get him to do that? And I was like, I don't get him to do that. Right. You discover Human that. brains do that if they're yeah. allowed the space to figure mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. So that's my concrete tip. If you have a kid who's saying, Mom, I'm bored. I just want to play Fortnite. And you're like, sorry, we've already said you can't do that today. Then you don't make it a huge deal. You just say, oh, that's so awesome that you're bored. Here's a few ideas if you need them. But if not, go inside your own brain. Like you literally have an entire world in there. You can go anywhere you want mm-hmm. inside your brain. And they'll be like, oh, that's so dumb. Well, they might. Hopefully they, hopefully they don't say that. Mm-hmm. But if you've never done this before and your kid's 13, there's going to be they might be like, time. what do you mean go inside my own brain? That's, right. But the cool thing is, guys, you sit there long enough. I mean, if you've ever tried sitting and meditating when you're trying not to daydream, your brain still daydreams <laughs> and you can go anywhere. I mean, you can create, what does Sherlock call it? His mind palace? Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> go inside your mind palace. You know, there's just it's cool true. stuff in there. It is hard, again, after they've you know, been being told what to do, it probably won't be comfortable. It'll probably be, your house will be messier. It'll be louder. It'll be, it will be hard. But I think once they build up that muscle, it will get easier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For me, the hardest part now is, I wouldn't say independent play is difficult for me. It's the making sure they're cleaning up their own messes as they go. Right. Totally. Bring them back to reality. I don't want them to just make a bunch of messes and then I'm cleaning them up. Right. Because again, that defeats the entire purpose of this. Right. So to say, I do have to remind them. So just so you all don't think this is like the, a, a perfect system. I do have to remind them. Yeah. You just made that potion outside. Yeah. And now I see you when they got the Legos, but the potion's still out there. Yeah. So get your potion, mm-hmm. clean it up, mm-hmm. and then you can go to the Legos. And, you know, there's some whining sometimes that happens there. So I actually, that I see that as my biggest role. That's probably the thing I spend the most time on is helping them remember when they change. Right. Did you clean up your last thing? And so that is something about summers. You're just going to have kids. More. But that's where outside is so magical. It really is. I don't care if they get all muddy outside. Mm-hmm. Just hose yourself hose off. Your, yeah. You come in. Yeah, totally. I think uh, that reminds me of something in summer when we're doing less, you know, like academic stuff. I try to do a bigger focus on like helping inside the family when you have a little bit yeah. more time to teach them how to do certain cleaning things or teach them you know how to cook this or help with their little brother or sister here because I think that is so crucial for kids but we lose out on a lot of those opportunities during the school year because yeah. they're not home yeah there's not the yeah. time it's so true so that for me kind of gets a little more during the summer and I think another tip and I think it was from Sally Clarkson, who's like a homeschooling pioneer. I think this is from her, but she calls it laying out the buffet. Have you heard of this? No. So if you are uh, maybe a little more type A personality that feels like you're wanting to fill, you know, give them tasks or crafts or direction, she just lays out in her house like little piles of books that she wants her kids to discover. Or like a little basket that has like, wooden blocks like randomly that maybe they haven't seen in a while so it's not like you're directing them to it but they might come upon the magnifying glass for bugs so it's like you know it appeases a little bit of that 
mom guilt of like I should give them something to do but it's like they're still discovering it yeah. not being directed to it so that's a fun I little like that. I especially love that with books oh I love yeah that's love fun. With books I like the idea of I have it with my girls my I mean my boys I put the book that I'm reading to them up by their bed but with my girls you know they're reading on their own so I actually really like that idea they keep the single book they're reading there mm-hmm. but I love that idea of incorporate let them make their own buffet though you know what right. I mean? like hey Let's find books you want to read and just mm-hmm. put them by your bed because that's where they read. Totally. I kind of love that because so much, so much of it, it is convenient. Mm-hmm. You want to make things easy that you want them to do. Right. So, mm, I like it. Oh, you know, oh, I just, <laughs> okay, something that I just did that I love that I'm looking forward to summer so much. I set a chessboard out on my front porch mm. this year. So, I like put a little, like I already had a table there. So, I just put a little tablecloth over it with like a little thing of fake flowers and a cute teapot that's adorable not that mm-hmm. I plan on actually drinking tea out there in the summer but it just makes me happy <laughs> and then I put a chessboard on my porch so like it's out there and it's a little magnet chessboard mm. and it's so cute I'll, I'll put a link to it it's wood and it was not expensive mm. and it was magnet like it's mm. so like they can't be blown away mm. and awesome. I just leave it set up on my front porch and me and my boys have just come across like I'll come across and they'll just be playing chess I mean, Cute. my four-year-old, he doesn't have the stamina to make it through a whole chess game. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I did play him one whole chess game. But my seven-year-old will play a whole chess game, and then it's fun. Then halfway through the next chess game, you know, he starts using the magnets, like, because they stick to the table, and they, <sighs> they have a war with them, which is great. But that's an example of a buffet. Mm-hmm. I've noticed just with the chessboard sitting out, because we've had a chessboard for years, but it hasn't been sitting out, so we yeah. have to play. But I just set it there, and we just happened across it, right? And so that's that's an example of that. If you, there's something you want them to do, just put it out, make it easy for them. Totally. And it just happens. Mm -hmm. It's been so fun. I've played more chess in the last few weeks than I have in decades. Totally. It's so fun. And I want that. I want that for their brains. Yeah. And I actually have a little pile of books there because we had just been reading them there and I left them. (laughs) But but we have also been reading those books more too because they're just there and we're always walking in and out of our house. So that is like really, I love that idea of the buffet. That's cute. Yeah. I was doing it without realizing it. Yeah. But I just, so just want to like say an amen to what you put out just happens more. Like some little gardening stuff out by the dirt or whatever yeah. that they can discover. Mm-hmm. And gardens. Oh, say, those are cute. Own, just make those are cute. Garden. Yeah. And when you said making things easier, I think, so if we start as we mean to go on, instead of waiting until the min- middle of, you know, Four weeks into summer, everyone's like bickering and negotiating for screens and like people are just like the friction. I can't speak to this, but because I haven't had kids all go to school and come back. But in my mind, just like generally in parenting, if I can set, these are exact boundaries. So it's like Friday mornings is when we have screens, period. There's, we're not negotiating about it. It just is, you know, expectations as far as like daily chores and our essentials, you know, basics for when they're going to be coming back home and maybe having some rest when our meal times are. So all that sounds like, oh, that can get like too, like, is that too much? Like too strict? Is that overdoing it? But I think if you have those, whatever they are for you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be those. But if your kids have that expectation, then for me, at least I've seen my kids when they're inside of a structure, like if we miss a quiet time and like a good lunch, they will be psychotic and like grumpy and crazy. So 
I think even more so with summer, they're outside a lot, it's hot. Again, they're not getting like that normal structure of the school year. So I think just setting that up in advance. Mm-hmm. First day they're home. Setting up your downtime the, yeah. of, of every day that you need yeah, to. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I was actually going to say that at the very beginning because, again, I also don't have a kid that like is has been at school, is coming back. But I do think there's a lot of power, what you said of like at the very beginning setting your expectations. And then it might be a little bit of legwork at the beginning to mm-hmm. enforce that, you know. Right. to get it set up. Yeah, to get it set up and make it kind of be a rhythm. And so that, that might be a little bit of front-end investment on your part, but then I think in the long run, it becomes easier because it just becomes a habit for your entire family. They know from this time to this time, it's quiet time. So like, that's just what we do. Or from this time to this time is when we're doing our chores and that's just what we do. So maybe at the beginning, you might be kind of like, cause I think about with my little guy, I do help him clean up after he, like after he's been playing, like I help him clean up cause I don't expect, like he is still so little. I don't expect if I say clean up, he does kind of know what that means now, but he doesn't do it by himself. He's too small. So it is a little bit of front-end investment for me of, like, I do, and I kind of make it fun. But my hope is is that in the long run, and I'm talking about, like, not just the summer. I'm hoping, like, in the long run, hopefully it builds in a rhythm of, okay, now I know all the balls go in this bag after I'm done playing with them, mm-hmm. and this is what we do. I think there is a lot of power to, rather than halfway through the summer, than being like, okay, wait, no, no, no. This is what we're doing. I think there's a lot of power at the beginning of being a little intentional about what are some of those, the white spaces that you're wanting to keep, maybe what are some of those goals that you want to do, and then maybe putting some front end time and energy on your part to kind of helping those rhythms get started. Because I think as the mom, you are going to be maybe the pushing engine. But then I think once they get going, that momentum hopefully can carry most of it through. And then in the long run, you're putting less energy in to kind of helping those rhythms continue throughout the summer. Yeah, totally. it's infrastructure, which we talked about in our whole lengthy episode. Just yeah, it's routine. Making life routines, making life easier uh-huh. or something. Mm-hmm. But it's we'll the idea it. of doing infrastructure. Um, I just want to add to that, when you set what Felicia was saying, and Kayla was saying about setting expectations at the beginning, it does make it so much easier because most questions that my kids ask me then they already know the answer to because we've already set it up, right? Yeah. Like my son probably asks uh, maybe every other week if he can have his screen time on Wednesday instead of on Friday. Mm-hmm. And every single time I say, oh, you know the answer to that, don't you? Or, or what do you think the answer to that is? And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's Friday. Mm-hmm. I know it's Friday. Or he'll be like, hey, can I play this right now? And I'll be like, hmm, is it Friday? Mm-hmm. And he already knows the answer. Oh, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I don't have to negotiate. It's not like a terrorist right. negotiation where mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, let me think about it. No, I don't think that's gonna work today. And he's like, but mom, I want to. It's so simple. It's literally like, oh, it's not it's not Friday. Right. When mm. it's no longer a power struggle. I think you said this too. It's no longer a power struggle against you. It's just we've already decided this. Yeah. This is the rule. So yeah, we yeah. just go forward with it. And like it offloads it from you having to make you're making that decision. It's like this whole thing where you're deciding. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's just an outside force. Yeah. Yes, it, it is. is. Yes. The Friday Force. The power That's of the Friday Force. <laughs> and this screen time we're talking about is a game, right? It's Minecraft. So right. This isn't like they're, we're watching a movie as a family because we right. totally do right. that, right. just to be clear. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's great because, yeah, it just makes it so easy. It's like, oh, yeah, it's not. You already know. You already know the answer to that. Yeah. And same thing with even with curfews. I found that with my daughter. She's getting older. If we just decide it ahead of time, it totally takes out the in the moment of being like can I stay longer but this person's staying longer whatever because we already decided like last weekend it was actually they, anyway I was tired and I'm just deciding it this is 
so simple, but it was just deciding it at six mm-hmm. when she went to her friend's house. I was like, I really can't go past nine thirty tonight. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm tired. So, like the answer is nine thirty, and it's easy for her to agree to that earlier in the night. Right. right? Totally. That so seems so far away. To that, there was no. I mean, there was not even trying to convince me later, because we had already just decided, mm-hmm. even though that's earlier than her normal weekend. Mm-hmm. But I think there is just beauty to any time. You can talk about something ahead of time when everybody's heads are clear. You're fed. You're not tired. Yeah, all those things. Exactly. And I think the beginning of summer is a great time to set some expectations like that. My mom, I can just hear you, mom, purring on the other side. (laughs) She used to say before we go into, like, restaurants, she'd be like, okay, here's our expectations. When we're at the restaurant, we stay sitting down in our chair, even if the other kids are getting up and running around the table. We stay sitting in our seats. Or, like, when we go to stores Mm and we don't touch stuff or whatever. And that always worked for me as a kid. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like, yeah, that makes sense. These are the expectations, like, right? Like, know going into it, and then it just takes away the power struggle later. That does not mean that your children are going to always be perfect at obeying your expectations. Right. But I'm saying there is just a beauty about setting up some stuff ahead of time. Right. It just makes things so much easier. And for right. a whole summer to be like, and you can even say to your kids, this is what we're going to do for the summer. I want you to have time with yourself. So you're going to feel, if they've never done this before, you can even say, you're going to feel a little bit uncomfortable. And you might even feel bored. Well, yeah, it's okay. That's a great thing. If you feel it, that's awesome. You're just going to keep going. Keep going down the hole of Mm -hmm. boredom Mm -hmm. and see what's on the other side. Mm -hmm. And so if you let your kids know that ahead of time in the summer, like I'm, I'm letting you have a little bit of free space here on purpose so this Mm -hmm. summer might feel a little different than last summer and this is why so just so you know if you come up and ask me if you're bored and you can even say if you come up and ask me i will give you chores yes i have many things for you to do that's brilliant i'll give you some options (laughs) but you know you can set it up however you want but if they know that that's that's what you're going for for the summer kids are you can give them credit they're capable well we know they're capable because children since the beginning of time have been surviving summers without Right. Incredible amounts of right. direction. Simulation and direction. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, as humans, we're designed to do this. We can do this. Yes. Totally. And I, so to recap, I think getting those essentials and kind of that rhythm in your mind, communicating it, but then really letting go of that control. And I see my kids grow so much each time I let go of trying to control or create what they're doing. I see them become less anxious I feel like their sibling bonds grow as they like work through problems together I feel like their executive function like when it's it's them making the decisions and doing things for themselves a little bit more I just see I feel like their little minds just grow so yes and speaking of leadership and executive functioning the thought that just came to my mind when I said children since the beginning of time have surviving summers. Children also since the beginning of time have been contributing to their families. Right. So yeah. I think we can change the mindset of we are like concierges. Concierges? Is that the plural Concier- form of concierge? Concierge. We are not yeah. a concierge for our children of just like, how can we design your life to have it mm-hmm. be perfect? What do you want to do? Here we mm-hmm. have. I mean, because we're doing that anyways as parents a little bit and that, you know, we are trying to get them the place they need to go. However, I think summer is a really great time to remember that children also contribute mm-hmm. to the family. In fact, if you look historically, I mean, people would have a lot of children so they would have more help on right. their farm, right? right? Like, I'm not saying that's the only reason that they would have children. I'm just saying that like 
children, the more children you had, the more help you they had. They had to contribute. Imagine yeah. your children they had being a help to you instead of you just feeling like a slave mm-hmm. to your children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the concept, the the paradigm that we need to be slaves to our children, that's a relatively new concept. So let's just remember that they can also contribute to us. In fact, oh man, I can't remember the study. This is so cool though. There was a, dang it, I wish I could remember the study. I'd like to have to actually refer to it, but one of a determining happiness factor as adults was how many chores, not how many, but that if you oh. had chores as children, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just having chores, not even the amount, just having chores as children contributes to your ability to happiness as an adult. And I think that's for several reasons. First of all, you learn how to do things that you don't love to, like if you only do things you love to do, that's not very helpful, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's valuable to say like, I don't want them off the floor, but I'm still gonna mop the floor. Mm-hmm. Second of all, it adds meaning. Like our kids feel meaning when they know that what they're doing is valuable and contributing, right? Totally. So I think summer is a great time to, I mean, we touched on chores, but I just want to make sure that I emphasize that, that our kids being home doesn't have to just be a burden on us. Mm-hmm. It can be, they're actually helping us, right? Mm-hmm. Like my kids now, I love it. Like my, my empty, my dishwasher gets emptied and my floor gets sweeped every single day, school mm-hmm. year or not. Mm-hmm. That's never in my entire adult life. It's always been me doing those two things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or Jeff. So it's amazing to realize that our children can actually can actually do good work and it's valuable to them. I think it's fabulous. I think summer's a great time to say, like, we have daily chores. Mm-hmm. You weed the garden, you do this, you do that. I mean, yeah, you don't have the entire day of just work, but there's nothing wrong with getting. And for me, we always just do it first just because that's what my parents taught me to do. So therefore, that is what we do, right? Mm-hmm. You've got to do your chores first. I think, I don't know, I just want to give a little thing yeah, in there. But that might be helpful for you guys to remember. Even two-year-olds, you can give them. So my four-year-old, his job is to wipe down the kitchen benches, right? Mm-hmm. They're his height. He can get a damp rag, and he wipes them down. I don't have to help him. I don't have to do anything. Like, he does it, and that's his, his chore. He mm-hmm. takes ownership of it, right? Mm-hmm. You can give your kids zones. You can give. I am not an expert in chores, so as I'm saying this, go to somebody better than me at, like to be an expert if you're wanting more details. But I, there is value in having your kids have chores. Mm-hmm. And I think summer is such a good time to like kind of recommit yeah. to that and set it up at the beginning. This is what we're doing this summer. Every single day you're going to do this. And on Saturdays, you're going to do this deeper thing. Or on mm-hmm. Thursdays or whatever. It doesn't matter what day. But, you know, you're going to vacuum this whole level mm-hmm. on this day. But every day you're going to do this one chore. And you can rotate it or whatever. But then there's still plenty of free space. So I think it helps us as parents realize... Oh, we don't have to just dread that we're going to just up our maid capacities right. this summer because we have more people to clean serve. up after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's a really good point because we have talked about how fun summer can be, and it should be. And I still think chores, you can actually still make fun. So I'm, I actually am not saying, but I do think it's a good point that, that you can also have your kids have responsibility, and I think there's a lot of benefit to that. And it's not just for us to, like, provide it's not our job to just provide them with like the happiness rainbows and daisies of a summer. Yeah. Like they also can learn things and contribute to the family. So I think that's a good point. Yep. All right, guys. We hope that this little conversation at the park was helpful as you look forward to summer with your kids coming home. Let's find the magic. <coughs> me, 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 me. <laughs> Brown cows. <laughs>